Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It means you're locked and loaded here on Wrestling Inc. on their channel across all platforms for the post-AEW Dynamite Wednesday night podcast. I am your host, Justin LeVar, coming to you with my partner in crime, most podcasts these days. He is north of the border in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He is more than 20 years veteran, seasoned, experience WWE referee Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, good evening. Yeah, good evening, my friend. How are you? I am good. Good to be with you. Uh, Issa, uh, of course, normally scheduled to be 
with us on Wednesday nights. She uh, once again is dealing with, uh, I believe, some uh, power issues uh, mm-hmm. down in Puerto Rico. So uh, as of now, not here. Maybe she doesn't run in later on. But for now, it is J and J. It is double J, ain't we yeah. great? Uh, <laughs> big shout out to the entire chat room who's there waiting for us as we uh, started uh, this, this live recording of the podcast. So for those of you that continue to join in, we appreciate it. And if you're not watching live, if you're watching in the archive, we appreciate you. Or if you're uh, decided the audio route is your cup of tea, you don't want to look at us, you just want to hear us. Okay, fair enough. We appreciate you as well. Whatever you're on, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you are, uh, leave a comment right now. If you're on a platform that allows you to leave a uh, five-star rating, subscribe, tell a friend, do any of that stuff you can do uh, to continue further help this podcast grow most most notably tell a friend about the good stuff that's going on here at wrestling inc and uh <laughs> people already started with football talk we can't even get into the wrestling they're already starting with football talk is uh best in the smokers world jumping in quick on the draw with a five dollar super chat saying he just wanted to chime in and say enjoy the free win tomorrow for me uh and my washington commanders against the bears now we have the worst owner of football i hate my life. yeah well we had the worst owner for a long long time so i feel for you my friend i feel for you ride through the darkness mm-hmm. it's always it's always darkest before it's dawn yes yeah uh, th- at least that's the saying and uh hopefully it is true <laughs> <laughs> yeah for chicago fans absolutely yeah uh jimmy uh, a big show tonight for AEW four-year anniversary show mm-hmm. uh since the inception of dynamite a lot to talk about uh, certainly a different looking dynamite than what it did look like four years ago, mm-hmm. as we'll touch on. But before we do that, let's talk about probably the biggest news item of the last 24 hours. It does have something to do with dynamite, but it also has something to do with their original counterpart. That was NXT. Mm-hmm. Of course, NXT has since moved off Wednesdays, has made a new home on Tuesdays on USA Network. Some would say that maybe AEW ran them off of that Wednesday night. You can have your opinion to that of how it goes. But nonetheless, they've been apart for a while now. NXT Tuesday, AEW Wednesday. Well, next week, AEW is going to have to do a Tuesday show because them being on TBS, uh, Major League Baseball play also started. So there's a lot of preemption going on. It's going to move AEW's programming all around, not just Dynamite, but uh, Rampage and Collision as well. So next week's Dynamite is going to be on Tuesday. They're marketing and billing it as titled Tuesday. And that's got quite a show that's being built, as we, again, will touch on as we go through Dynamite tonight. NXT seems to be countering that programming with, uh, I don't even want to say a one-two punch. It's about an entire fistful of knuckles that they are packing this punch here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've seen some crossover from main roster stars as of late showing up on NXT. But listen to this lineup of Raw and or SmackDown stars that are going to be infused into next Tuesday's NXT. You're uh, going to have Asuka going up against... Roxanne, Roxanne Perez, <clears throat> and then in addition to that, we're going to have John Cena, Cody Rhodes, and Paul Heyman are all advertised for some aspect or story of the show. I mean, mm-hmm. right there, if I said to you, you're going to have Oscar in a match, plus you're going to have John Cena, Cody Rhodes, and Paul Heyman, that's something that a house show <laughs> would gladly take. And now they're putting out here on USA, on NXT, up against Dynamite. Uh, what are you making of this Tuesday night one-off war next week? Yeah, it's very interesting that those names are appearing. Yes, there have been some filtering down to the NXT brand from the main roster, but nothing to this extent. John Cena, Cody Rhodes, who's uh, apparently making a big announcement, and Paul Heyman also. That goes to show you um, maybe how much WWE is viewing Adam Copeland, the rated R superstar, as a big acquisition and, and could be a big time 
draw for that company. So they're trying to counter-program that. Anybody who thinks any differently uh, that the WWE is playing a, uh, I think Bully Ray put put it, a, a chess game, a masterful chess game to try and uh, attract their audience. Because th- this past week's number for NXT was very good. Like, very good. Yeah. So they want to keep that going. They want to keep that momentum going. And when you have names that we just mentioned on that show, that's incredible. And and it's going to be interesting to see the numbers next week. I, You know what? I, I, For me, ratings are just cool to look at. But, you know, they don't reflect what I like and what I don't like. But at the same time, I find it interesting that they're going all out uh, in this capacity, especially since AEW is advertising Adam Copeland's first match on that same night. Yeah. <clears throat> it's certainly not a coincidence that Tuesday's no. NXT is as beefed up the way it is. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's even a few more layers beyond that. I agree. I think it shows, uh, despite WWE maybe not having a place for Edge anymore uh, as a wrestling role, they still understand that him going someplace new like this is still a, um, you know, something that they have to compete against. I think beyond that, too, it also comes to, so he's in his first match. There's a draw there, his first match in AEW. And I think, you know, if you're NXT, as I said earlier, you've already moved yourself once you know, off of a night that AEW is on. You certainly don't want AEW just to crop up randomly on Tuesday and for them to at all dare to beat you. I mean, how bad does that look where you've you've been trying to own uh, Tuesday nights now for over a year, year and a half, I forget what the timeline is now, and are doing great things on NXT. And then if the other company just comes on and does a does a preemption show that they have to do on a Tuesday and they and they take a big chunk out of you, that's, that's, that's kind of devastating. And also devastating that you have had so much momentum mm-hmm. on, on NXT Tuesdays. You don't want to see that momentum get stifled because of something that's out of your control because tbs had to move programming around so it puts you know so yeah i i agree i think this is um you know i mean look sh- short of them announcing roman reigns wwe is pulling out all their big headers for this right. tuesday show no they absolutely are and it, it, I, again like you said i find it very very interesting it, it will and, be. And, and, and curious to see what the numbers are going to be yeah and i think last night's nxt i think it came out to be uh, over eight hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, so again, one of the better shows. I mean, you know, certainly unopposed next Tuesday mm-hmm. with this kind of lineup, I, you can make a case for NXT topping the one million mark. Whether or not they do that, because they are going to be competing with AEW, and oh by the way, AEW and NXT are going to be competing with with sports in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with uh, with Major League Baseball. So it, it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see how everything does shake out. Of course, WrestlingInc.com will have your news for that. And all the updates and all the different, right. uh, you know, other levels to explore. We'll have all that news around the clock for you. All right, Jim, let's go ahead and jump into uh, AEW Dynamite tonight. Coming to us from Stockton, California. Mm-hmm. It is the four-year anniversary since they cropped up on Wednesday nights. And uh, we start out and we actually get a quick little backstage. So uh, an unusual start for AEW's uh, script. But we get Renee Paquette backstage with Jericho and Omega, who, of course, are going to team up again later tonight. But then they get interrupted by Adam Copeland. And we just got a, uh, a foursome of Canadian royalty right mm-hmm. here uh, with, with the four. Edge uh, says hello to longtime friend Chris Jericho, introduces himself to Kenny Omega. Uh, so just right off the bat, we're going to get we're going to end up getting Adam Copeland. Edge It's going to get used for me uh, to say that we're going to we're going to get him, obviously, to uh, main event the night tonight with his uh, explanation uh, of why he's 
uh, in AEW. But what, what did you make of their decision to right off the bat go to backstage and to show him backstage? That'd be the first time you see him on Dynamite. I didn't I didn't agree with it. I didn't like that decision because the, here you've been promoting this big talent, this big signing, you know, arguably the big, you know, top three biggest signings in company history to come from WWE or to come from outside the company. And you're saying, you know, he's got a message. He's got his state of the his state of the edge. Uh, I have to stop his mission, that. his mission statement, Mi- mission statement. There you go. Thank you very much. So you're promoting this. And you want that the crowd, not only at home, but the crowd live, the first time to see him is when he makes his entrance to the ring for that mission statement, I think, because that's when I think you get the biggest pop. I think the pop could have been bigger later on, but, you know, uh, it, 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 I, yeah, it was nice having all the Canadians there, being Canadian myself, and also the, the mention of Timmy's, and which is a, a, a well-known coffee establishment up here, and stuff like that. But at the same time, it just... I don't know. It, I'm just afraid that, it, in my opinion, as soon as I saw that, I said, cool. But at the same time, I said they might take away from that entrance later on in the show when people are craving him, wanting to see him, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I will say I did fear that they were going to do more of this. I feared that uh, leading up to him actually taking the ring to the live audience, I feared they were going to do a bunch of these backstage where we were going to get, you know, him crossing paths with different people and they were going to kind of tease and play into what he later would do in the ring, which was kind of run down a laundry list of potential opponents. Uh, so <laughs> having, having gone down that path in my mind, I'm happy they didn't put that to paper and I'm glad they kept it just at this brief one. Uh, and it was with, um, it, it was with, with, you know, with his fellow mm-hmm. Canadians. So right. yeah, interesting choice here. Th- this kind of speaks more to the rest of this episode of dynamite and going back to last week, what we talked about tonight's dynamite only has five matches. Last week's dynamite had four so mm-hmm. kind of picking up where we left off last week, they are taking a turn of doing more promos, more skits, more character work, and kind of you know not having to cram 20 pounds of matches into a 10-pound bag, which, I, again, mm-hmm. I feel is more effective overall. I feel like we've got, we got more accomplished tonight with different characters and storylines than we would have maybe four years mm-hmm. ago when we're cramming uh, in two hours uh, eight matches. Just, just one again. One little critique about how it is presented on television. They need to let things breathe a little bit too, in between those 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 interesting backstage segments and in ring promos and stuff like that. Instead of going directly to something else, because it, you know you want things to remain in people's minds, and sometimes you can get them to forget things very, rather quickly. Yeah. So we get our first match here. It is Nick Jackson going up against the international champion, Ray Phoenix. Of course, we've pretty much established this is how they start. The first match of Dynamite now is have that title on the line. Uh, and this match is going to win, uh, going to be won by Phoenix with a roll-up. It's kind of a back-and-forth bit of leverage. But he counters Jackson and gets the roll-up win. Uh, so we're seeing more and more of each of the Young Bucks in some singles action here as of mm-hmm. late. And Ray Phoenix, not surprising, uh, successfully retains considering he just got it. Uh, mm-hmm. on, an, on an audible call that that is uh, a few weeks ago. But what did you make of uh, uh, Ray Phoenix uh, retaining that the right call and, you know, the Young Bucks uh, becoming a little bit of a singles act right now? No, I think it's the right call to have him uh, retain because you don't want to play hot potato with the title, so to speak. Let, mm-hmm. let him let him see how he flourishes with the title. He, 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 seems, he seems to have the audience... Uh, enthralled with a lot of this because he can do some incredible stuff in the ring let's not let's not yeah. take that away from him but at the same time as far as the the young bucks doing a little more single stuff i'm cool with that but at the end of the day uh, i feel they are in heart a tag team 
and yeah. one without the other kind of makes you go, hmm, I miss them as a tag team. But, it, but as far as the match itself, uh, again, I thought it started well. It started telling story. These guys were selling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But then, like you said, they go into this incredible stuff going into the finish, which was a roll-up after stuff like uh, a cutter off the top. And, and you know, the what what'd they call it? The... Um, Looked like the Canadian destroyer, but reverse. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, um, there was a lot of impact moves that could have been the finish, and people bought into it. And at, at a couple of times, I thought, "Man, that's just too much." You know, it's different. Like if you do the cutter off the top, and both guys are selling before the crawl over, and you know the draping for the pin, you can get a two count out of that. But you know, you know, uh, Jackson hit the cutter and went straight to the pin, like he wasn't selling any of it. You know, it just. The little things like that, that that kind of bother me. But these guys, they put it out there. I'll, I'll give them that, man. They, they they went all out. They absolutely did. And the, there is a – I can't think of the name off the top of my head as well of a reverse um, potter. But then they actually did hit a Canadian Destroyer at one point. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I tweeted this too. I just – that irks me. <laughs> like, again, there's a lot of moves that we can make this argument about. But mm-hmm. It's like that, that, that's a finish – worthy move or that move has credibility and history in the pro wrestling business to be a finisher i get that the, i get the prod i get that pro wrestling evolves and and the pace and the things i i get the things evolve but i still that's the that, that's one of those ones it, can't we can't we hold on and preserve that what what about that move do we think needs to be transitional and needs to be you know one of 50 bullets or stab wounds that the killer comes back from mm-hmm. i mean let that I know they have agents slash producers. Surely somebody has to have said by now, we really don't need to use that from to get from from letter C to letter E here. But, but, but I mean, I don't know. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. That no. it drives me it drives me nuts though. Because I I think maybe because I remember where I was and I remember the first time I ever saw that move and it was so to me I was like that's something I've never seen before in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, and and oh by the way, it looks like it's so damn devastating. It looked like right. it just decapitate a person's head so i just for it to be soiled in this way that's the word i'm using soiled no no you're, you're preaching to the choir my friend that's all i can tell you because you know that it seems like head trauma doesn't do it but the, the roll-up seems to be the most devastating move in pro wrestling today but then later we're gonna sell head trauma yes stay, stay tuned to that folks oh yeah 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 okay stay tuned to that uh, you know uh it, it's it's selective when to sell it i guess yes uh, Bryce Remsburg was the ref for that match. Again, I kept track of all the refs just to keep uh, keep it going. And it's relevant, relevant to say to this one, since Ray Phoenix was one of the two participants in the uh, match in question. Uh, once again, another episode of AEW programming. Rick Knox, mm-hmm. no officiating duties. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. We, I'm going to guess we're on some kind of a suspension or some type of a disciplinary action at this point. Exactly. I think I think it's more suspension because it, my understanding is he's buddies with uh, the Bucks who are EVP. So I don't know. I don't think he's gone, but uh, some disciplinary action was taken for what happened a couple of weeks ago. All right. Well, I don't know if there's gonna be any discipline action at the TBS master control, but uh, Hmm. uh, last week, there's some problems with video transmission this week. There's some problems with audio transmission, Jimmy. Uh, Here's the thing though, because it happened up here in Canada and we get it transmitted on TSN up here in Canada and they don't get, I have it on good authority. They don't get their feed from TBS. Hmm. They, they get their feed from the truck. So the issue was not with TBS. It was with the truck, and they're putting the blame on TBS. See, now that's interesting 
because last week they put the blame on TBS as well because there was the video glitches mm-hmm. and we had the same conversation where you get it, you get the TSN feed and we get the TBS feed here in the in the states and and you and so you, so last week you kind of thought oh maybe they're that maybe the TSN grants the TBS feed but now you're saying no it's it's coming from the source it's coming from AEW well I have it on I have uh, have it on good authority I don't want to you know give away my source but uh, well no yeah, don't give away your source but yeah but but someone did did mention to me and message me and said hey. You know, putting the, Tony Khan put, putting the blame on TBS is not right. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. Jimmy, let's not let's the, the Jimmy a little detective work here. Mm-hmm. Accidental detective work because I didn't know that either. It was my buddy who messaged me and told me that. So, all right, Gumshoe Corderas. So <laughs> there we have it. So potentially, it's a TK put put. Maybe putting it on TBS when it shouldn't be, but nonetheless, they show a video vignette. They show a video skit of uh, of Adam Cole at Roderick Strong's house, and and Roddy's got like a, a scooter for him, and and of course, you know, Taven and 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 Bennett are looking on, not amused at all at the at the at the boys having their little party together. Uh, so we see it the first time, and you can faintly hear the audio. It sounds like you can hear the echo. It sounds like it was playing fine to the house, to the crowd. In the arena, and 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 a little bit of audio we were getting on TV was was the, was the picking up of it on the house speakers, but it's yeah. very distant. Very, you know, you had to really try to like read lips to even make out anything. So they show it, and then later, you know, we have a commercial, whatever, where they come back and comments where commentary says, "Oh, TK's <laughs> putting the blame on TBS." Mm-hmm. We're going to show it again. We right. see it again. Hear it perfectly fine. Uh, that's 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 interesting. That's that's that's, that's mm-hmm. a little little bit of a fun fact of a uh, question there uh <laughs> audio issues aside once you could hear it once you make it a skit no it, it was entertaining i like I, I i'm the one thing i'm enjoying about aew now is they're expanding outside of hey we're a wrestling company and we thrive nothing but in-ring product they're, they're starting to expand maybe at times a little bit too much with the outside the ring stuff and and uh, you know backstage uh, segments and skits and and taped segments but at the same time at least so far, I'm finding them entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I I find it entertaining as well. Um, I, I would be remiss, and I know that later MJF does try to make a phone call to Adam Cole. I really do. I, I am really wondering where this is all going because, mm-hmm. like, you know, we, we like are we are we sticking with the MJF Adam Cole story? Mm-hmm. Are we going to try to deflect and like? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'll be curious to see what what, what the if there if there is a grand plan and all this you know interconnecting because mjf's got his own now problems separately mm-hmm. over here with with the new opponent uh, or, right. or picking up of a new opponent from last week so be curious to watch and i guess a lot of it's going to depend on adam cole's um mm-hmm. what, what his actual health prognosis is uh of when he can get back to the ring is there any uh payoff that could be done mm-hmm. anytime soon um terry allen jr jimmy they got a question for you says does podcast assist paying any bills yeah <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I, I keep those things uh, confidential and to myself. Uh, sorry about that, Terry. <laughs> we don't talk about money in the pro wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't tell him what he's making. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't tell you what he's making. That's only going to cause problems. Exactly. Only going to cause problems. No problem here. Gift Garrison's in the ring. Griff Garrison, excuse me. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Griff Garrison's mm-hmm. in the ring. Uh, waiting for his opponent, and would you know, they found him. Mm-hmm. Where's Wardlow? They found him. Here comes Wardlow 
wasting no time to get to the ring, mm-hmm. gets right in the ring, starts beating the shit out of Garrison. The crowd quickly picks back up where they left off. Wardlow, Wardlow. Five power bombs later, and ref Paul Turner calls Sorry. it quits. TKO. We're right. done here, folks. And Wardlow announces the winner and exits through the crowd. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Jimmy, I thought this was perfectly done. Well, it was done well to reintroduce him. Let's put it that way. Hopefully they know what they have here and can can capitalize on it because this guy is a star. He really is a star, but he just wasn't presented that way in his in his uh, previous incarnation on, on the brand. So hopefully they do it right this time. Well, no, and, no, and, and they got off to a right start. Let's put it that way. Well, no, what's frustrating is in previous incarnations, they presented him as a star. They presented him as a star, but then they would constantly just they would get to here and then they would just stop. Yes. Yes. F- whether it be his TNT title run or most notably, he's like the last guy to beat MJF, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, he beats MJF like, you know, and then MJF disappears from TV for a while, we think probably because there was some 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 behind the scenes um you know chess going on between he and tony Khan, but they they get to a certain stop point and then they stop right it's like how do you not follow through with this magic of of one of your you know essentially homegrown guys exactly and that's the big thing too he's one of the homegrown guys it's not going outside the bubble so to speak and having to bring someone in to 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 uh you know gravitate to that spot yeah it's uh so we'll see. Hopefully, let's hope that this is the start of some consecutive consistent booking mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, you know, because, I mean, all of a sudden you look at the AEW landscape and it's amazing just the, just the shakeup of the departure of CM Punk and, and, and now the question of Adam Cole's health mm-hmm. and now the uh, arrival of Adam Copeland. All of a sudden, in just a weird sequence of shakes, it feels like the AEW landscape for the men's, specifically for the for the chase of, of the men's world title has got a fresh coat of paint on it mm-hmm. especially if adam cole is kind of sidelined and so they're going to kind of do some comedy stuff with he and roddy and go in that relationship if he can't get in the ring and if, if he and war or he and uh, mjf can't have uh any any more matches any, anytime soon you know obviously we have we have jay white which we'll talk about here in a moment mm-hmm. but you have adam copeland who shows up and has has named uh right. how how interesting the aw world title would be to him mm-hmm. wardlow's got tons of history with mjf so let's not ignore that i mean all of a sudden, you know, it's right. it, 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 it's a very interesting um, yeah, plate for, for, for a booker to work with here. Absolutely. All right, we get the Butcher, Blade, and Kip Sabian going up against the trio's champions of the Acclaim and Billy Gunn here. Uh, the Acclaim giving a little rap, as people love to hear and see. Uh, but at the end of the day, they retain their trio's title, mm-hmm. uh, getting the win here. Uh, it's been a, been a while, I feel like, since we've seen the Acclaim on Dynamite. So this was good because, again, they're one of the most overact. So in my mind, put them on mm-hmm. TV every week. No, I, I hear you, but at the same time, it just felt like it was just thrown together, so to yeah. speak, you know. But uh, other than that, these guys are very entertaining. And like you said, the people love these guys. So give the people uh, what they want, because even people at home who uh, may be tuning in, you know, with fresh eyes, seeing this, you know, say, hey, people love these guys. And, and then they they pay attention and they go, oh, I can see why they like these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Christopher, back to the Wardlow match. <laughs> Man, Brian Pillman Jr. leaves and Griff Garrison just gets destroyed. Uh, that's actually a fair comment. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Pillman and Garrison were in a tag team, and Pillman's now uh, mm-hmm. over on the other side. And so, mm-hmm. um, w- what is there for uh, Griff Garrison to do? I guess it is so, to. So, uh, 
So he's paying the price for him leaving. <laughs> well, he's he's paying the price of no longer having his tag team. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's 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 what he's paying the price for right now. Mm. Uh, we get a backstage uh, or not backstage. We get a, a pre-tape vignette. These have been great with Artist City and uh, Tony Storm. And and the takeaway here is she is now to be referred to as Timeless Tony Storm. Uh, Jimmy, we'll get back to her briefly later when we get to her match. And there's not much to say about it because it's, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts on first off, thoughts thoughts on the vignette. Thoughts on the the repackaging of Tony Storm out of her Outcast days. I, I like the repackaging. I like the difference here. Again, developing a character and getting us interested and in wanting to see what this is going to present later on. And she did a great job. I thought. Excuse me here because. Well, I thought I was going to sneeze there for a second. Pardon me. You know, uh, you, I I liked it. I thought it worked and, you know, and I, I'm a big fan of RJ cities too. So, uh, you know, him, you know, making those facials and stuff like that made the segment work as well. So the new, the new, uh, the re-debut of Tony storm for lack of a better term, I enjoyed it. Uh, first off, I can vouch for, for Jimmy. There's no more uncomfortable feeling in the world than being on a live mic. And it's even worse with the camera on you and you feel like you have to sneeze. I mean, it, 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 it's right up there next to when you get that, tickle in your throat there's mm-hmm. you're just you're just you're, you're all eyes are on you but yeah having mm-hmm. to sneeze is, is terrible um i'm glad you mentioned rj city uh, obviously rj up there in toronto where you are rj uh a, a former uh, labar guy on the independent scene love rj one of the most creative guys uh, i've ever met and i'm not just in wrestling just in general yes um i honestly think it would be a nice little flip of the switch a little flip of the script here let rj represent manage accompany to the ring valet RJ would be the one that want to be the male who's referred to as a valet. Let him have that role with Tony Storm. I think RJ is so entertaining. He does great doing the pre-show stuff. He does great doing the stuff with Renee. Yeah. Obviously, he's shining um, in, in these in these things with Tony Storm. But I think put him out there for the live crowd. I think let him be out there with Tony. I feel like the things that he would do with her before the match, in between moves, and after the match would only enhance the entire presentation and character. No, I agree with you. that He is a star, and he... he in the making if they let him be and and you know they're missing out on an opportunity here of, of of using a very creative mind as you know his his mind is always working and he he, he likes he likes to get people to laugh yes. that's for sure and uh you know what he generally succeeds and uh you know i i like that idea i think it would work well and again i i like the you know you don't get it a lot of the the male accompanying the female. You don't get that mm. too often. And it would just be the perfect kind of dynamic of RJ. Right. I, I think yeah. doing that. Um, and, you know, for, again, for people that don't know a lot about RJ, or don't know beyond what you've seen of him just on this, on the AEW features, he does RJ's entire shtick and origin of his shtick is he loves old timey Hollywood. He loves, mm. you know, Ethel Merman and show tunes. And, and, and he has a, he has a, the, the depth of his encyclopedic knowledge of film and TV history, both mainstream and obscure, is so it, it kind of fits really into her playing this timeless Tony Storm, this 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 crazy Marilyn Monroe kind of uh, mm. visual. I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see it. And if you have not seen RJ, he does a series on AEW's YouTube. It's called Hey AEW, where he sits down with different talent uh, mm-hmm. and he just asks them the most awkward questions possible, uh, and and just gets their reaction and flies with it. Is it is, it right. is uh, very fun, very fun to watch. Yeah. And I like it because it started out as like a five minute thing. Now they're letting it go as long as like 15 minutes. I think they're probably mm-hmm. seeing people are tuning in. Right. So good on RJ. 
Good for him. Yes. Uh, we'll get back to Tony briefly because I like to try to keep things in order. But uh, um, a match coming up just about at the uh, scheduled women's time slot. All right. Bullet Club Gold comes out. They call out MJF. MJF comes out. He's ready for a Stockton street fight. He gets in the ring. That runs off the three men that are out there of the uh, uh, the, the two young guns and uh, Juice Robinson. But then Jay White attacks from behind. He walks out with uh, the AEW world title and then gets to the top of the ramp and challenges MJF, Jimmy, for that AEW world title on November 18th at Full Gear in, in L.A. So uh, calls a shot. MJF accepts it. <clears throat> Excuse me. A little surprise. What about you? Uh, it's October 4th mm-hmm. that they already made the challenge and accepted the challenge for that match still six weeks out. I have no problem with them putting a match like that, putting the world title match out there on paper. I I, I, th- I think sometimes they wait too long until they start announcing mm-hmm. matches. I'm fine with it, but I ask you, what is the next six weeks of TV going to look like to keep the fire and heat going between these guys? That's going to be the challenge. And you hit the nail right on the head there, Justin. It's six weeks worth of television. You know, uh, MJF is a guy who can be very entertaining every week, regard, you know, through those six weeks. But again, it is six weeks and you can only do so much every week. You know, it's, it's going to be tough. Let's put it that way. Um, I, I, do, I do find it interesting that uh, MJF here is coming off as a complete babyface. They're running yeah. with this thing, and the crowd is loving it. Let's put it that way. They're they're buying into it. Whether there is some kind of a swerve coming down the line, I don't know. But uh, to your point, though, uh, to build to this match for six more weeks is not going to be easy, especially when uh, you have uh, Jay White with uh, Juice Robinson and uh, the guns. Uh, and MJF, as of right now, is flying solo. Well, and and the the comment on the screen of Mike Martin, he's saying maybe they're trying to build a story and interest, Justin. Yes, Mike. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I piece that together. What I'm what I'm talking about is and, and, I, and again, I have no problems with them attempting to do that. I applaud that. I would rather them do that. I, I hate it when we're, we're when we're two weeks out or less than and when we're just now getting matches announced. <clears throat> I'm fine with them announcing the match. What I'm getting at is we have six weeks. Now, if this was WWE, like they would have MJF run through the rest of Bullet Club Gold. He would he'd fight mm-hmm. each of the guns. He'd fight you. But but. They don't do that, and with AEW or with AEW, I'm okay with it. MJF doesn't fight a ton of matches. They have right. made him, they've kept him full time by keeping him on TV every week because you have to because he's so damn entertaining and he's your champion. But he does not wrestle every week. 
He doesn't even wrestle every month necessarily. And I think that's a good call by AEW and by Tony Khan. And I'm sure MJF has a say in that as well. Hmm. I think it's a good call to keep it of an attraction. So what I'm getting at is, is over the next six weeks, if he can't run through a gauntlet, and why would he run through a gauntlet? He's the champion. Right. If, if he's not going to run through all the lackeys, what are we doing for those next six weeks? Now, there's still, of course, the question of who the hell attacked Jay White a week mm-hmm. earlier. Right. And then they're having the devil mask on. We got no furthering of that story tonight other than commentary saying MJF has no idea that somebody stole the mask out of his locker room. Mm-hmm. So I guess we have that dynamic to play with over the next six weeks of who were those said masked men mm-hmm. and when will they make their presence felt again if it, if they do. But that's that's what I'm really watching here is we got six weeks and MJF doesn't wrestle every week. So, right. you know. No, I hear you. What are going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for sure when MJ when they when when Jay White attacked MJF and MJF's down on the ground selling it in the ring. Right. And Jay White and crew go to the top of the stage and then proceed to cut a promo. And they I think I think he even said, like, I know it was you behind the mask. I know that, that that's how you are. Your denial just kind of proves it because that's the kind of person you are. I thought for sure, right here, here's perfect spot. Here's a perfect spot. You're telling, you know that it's MJF. You're up at the top of the stage. Have the lights go out, lights come back up. Jay White and the entire crew are laid out. Just the devil's mask is left on the on the on top of them. Ooh. And MJF's still in the ring. So now it's like, well, it wasn't MJF because he's right there in the damn ring. Right. And oh. I, I thought that's where we we're going. I thought that's why they moved them. You know, it's like blocking on theater. I thought that's why right. they moved them to the, to the top of the stage was to pull off something like that. Yeah, I, I hope somebody from AEW Creative is watching and, and listening or listening to this because that is I, I like that. That is that is something. You know, you would see with the other guys that would get over. That's that's very, um, if I may go this, uh, yeah, Bray Wyattish would be very cool. The AEW booking team's already turned us off. I have a feeling. Oh, okay. <laughs> but thank you for your for your support. Mm. I thought it was a good idea. I don't know. You can't. Ah, hey, I like it. We have the luxury of again booking after armchair, armchair armchair quarterback. Booking. Yeah. We're not sitting there with the pen and paper being told to fill the two hours. We just get to react to the two hours. Exactly. <clears throat> but as he said it, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, that's why he's up on the top of the stage. They're going to make it so they can quickly knock somebody out and whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Right. Uh, but we have our first uh, match announced for Full Gear. So there we go. Yeah. All right. Up next, we get Jericho and Kenny Omega up against Takeshita and Kyle Fletcher. Now, earlier, Don Callis is a backstage earlier. Sammy Guevara is supposed to be in the spot. Sammy's not medically cleared. And so he announces Kyle Fletcher. I'm, I, I'm sure we will get. Um, I, I, I'm sure some in the chat will 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 uh, correct us or or verbally lash us. Callis gave a brief, quick on Kyle Fletcher. I don't know who the hell he is. Hmm. I don't know if he's. A ring. I don't know if he's being pulled for ring. I don't know if he's a New Japan guy. I don't know who he is. We go to the match. Don's on commentary. Don, they're putting over Kyle Fletcher. He's six foot four. He's not afraid. He's out there, whatever, whatever. Mm. But eventually, Kenny's going to end up beating Fletcher using the one wing angel, getting the pin on him. And then Callis is pissed. Callis thinks this guy just, this Fletcher guy just screwed him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So before we get to the shenanigans after the match, uh, this will be the time for the chat to go ahead and tell me who the hell Kyle Fletcher is, if you know. Uh, And Jimmy, react to the match, please. Uh, You know, just surprising to me that uh, all that. Stuff went on during the match. There was a point in the match where even Don Callis said on commentary, and I quote, the referee, I don't know what she's doing in there right now. Because it just, it broke down so badly so many times. I missed that. Yeah. We're, we're, 
everyone was in the ring for far, far too long. It, it, you might as well have just made it a Texas tornado match because that's how it felt. Okay. What does it say there? Kyle Fletcher in Aussie open. So I know Aussie open. I, I didn't know. I didn't know the names of the guys in Aussie open. So yeah, that, right. that only helps me. Okay. And, and, and to that point, th that's when commentary is supposed to come in and explain things to the audience instead of assuming that everybody knows who this guy is. For those of you who are not familiar with, uh, with, uh, you know, Kyle Fletcher, this is who he is, you know, and that that's sort of stuff. But yeah, they missed they missed the boat on that one. Let's put it that way. But and again, during the match, you have veteran guys in there doing stuff that I can't believe. You know, they did. Yeah. Sorry. So Omega's going to get the win on Kyle Fletcher, <clears throat> and then we get Powerhouse Hobbs. He appears out of nowhere and attacks um, Kenny Omega. Beats him outside. Really whips him to death. Uh, to, to death with with with, with guardrails. Mm -hmm. Gets him back in the ring. They duct tape Kenny Omega to the ropes. At this point, Jericho's trying to intervene. They're beating up Jericho. Callus is out there at this point. They end up taking a chair, and Callus does a chair shot directly to Kenny Omega's head. <clears throat> commentary mm -hmm. sells the dent in the chair. Commentary sells, especially Taz. That's a thing of the past. And Taz talking about that's a that's from my era. I know about that. Of course, they're talking about headshots, chair mm -hmm. headshots, which have basically been outlawed, uh, at least in mainstream pro wrestling, at least in mm -hmm. AEW, at least in WWE and NXT. Right. Uh, I, you know, you can't really speak for independence. Everybody kind of does their own thing, but right. uh, but mainstream on TV for all that we know about CTE and about head trauma, um, chair shots to the head have been a, are a thing of the past. You just don't do it. Um, mm -hmm. But they straight up did it. Yes. I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna be fickle or or a prude. Um, it's pro wrestling. It's not ballet. Right. Part of me is a little shocked they did it. Part of me is also like, well, that here we are talking about it. It, it made an impact. Uh, I got a two part question. That's my first part to you. What did you make of the choice that here in this moment we're gonna have a headshot with a chair to Kenny Omega? Uh, you could have done so many different things to protect him better than that. And uh, you know what I mean? Uh, we, with what we've learned with the head trauma over the years and, you know, rightfully so. Yes. Sometimes wrestlers are their own worst enemy because they say, Hey, just go ahead and, you know, waffle me with the chair. That was the old school mentality, you know, because, but now we know better, you know, th that head trauma can cause some severe damage. Now you saw the dent in the chair. Yeah. So obviously he, yeah, he didn't hit him, you know, full 100%, but he gave him a good whack. Let's put it that way. And and I just don't agree with that. There's other ways you can you can do injury angles. Well, and never mind. And also, I mean, it's it's a, it's a chair shot to the head. You know, I am. I'm, I'm sure you have, Jimmy. I've took a chair shot to the head, but while still trying to allow it to look and sound whatever, I still got some hands up to to deflect mm -hmm. as you as you should. Right. His hands are tied. There is no whatever. So he's taking a blunt chair shot. I'm, I'll be okay. I'll, okay, one time, and you're and you're right. It wasn't a full blast. Okay, for the for the effect of the of, of the of the angle and everything, Kenny wants to take a chair shot. Mm -hmm. But I have to ask: Is it best for Don to give it to him, or if you're trying to make a case that Powerhouse Hobbs is is now the next big deal in the Callis family? Does does he do it? Because this entire thing with Omega and Callis, and, and they have all these other bit players, all these other people, this Don Callis family, all these other people around them. All I ever find myself saying at the end of these segments was, "Wow, 
Don Callis and Kenny Omega, they really hate each other. I really want to see Kenny Omega kick Don Callis' ass. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. I don't care about Takeshita. I don't care about Sammy Guevara in this case. And, and I, at the moment, I don't even really care about Hobbs. Mm-hmm. So part of me is like, I keep walking away with this. And it's like, I kind of just want to see Kenny Omega have a match with Don Callis. That's what I want to see. That's where the heat is for me is on Don Callis. But I don't know if that's I, what they want it to be. I get that. But at the same time, if you're going to do something like this, you're going to give it to somebody like a Don Callis who is, who's, you know, uh, I hate to say it, but more a more seasoned veteran when it comes to swinging chairs at some people's heads. You know, if you gave it to Hobbs and he held back, you know, it would be, I think, very noticeable. And Hobbs, yeah. and Hobbs not, you know, laying one in there would look bad because he's a big powerful guy so if he doesn't lay it in it's not going to look good and people will go oh come on but now they're going oh come on you know what i mean somebody like a don callus (laughs) deadpool party says he says he thinks there's supposed to be a blood spot too he says but the blood tablet on his head didn't burst justin oh i don't know about that but what okay okay it was uh it was the high it was the heinz Yes. Packet that didn't break. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did not expect this night. That was not on my bingo card to have um, no. a chair shot to the head. An unprotected nope. chair shot to the head. Unprotected right? chair shot to the head. And even the shot to Jericho kind of snuck in there, too, with the edge of the chair. Kind of, you know, Jericho did try to put his hands up, but it kind of snuck through. So. I'll let you answer this, Jimmy. I have the answer for you. But uh, Mike asks, Jimmy, aren't they all professionals? Isn't this professional wrestling? They should know how to do this right. Of course like, they I should assume, know how sorry. to do it. Yeah, yeah but, but it doesn't mean that everybody can do it right. Yeah. You know, it's it's one thing to say, hey, everybody, they're professional wrestlers. They know how to take a flat back bunk, a flat back bump. They know how to do a headlock. They know how to tie up. They know how to have a wrestling match. This is an inanimate object that you're in sort of in control of but not completely in control of let's put it that way right yeah i mean when people when people make those comments like they're professional wrestlers they should know like i hope people realize yeah there's i mean there's obviously you want to be you want to be a professional wrestler, you want to be well trained and well experienced but like you're dealing with human bodies and gravity and this and that like you do realize on the like one of the most basic things we've all we've all seen a thousand of them in our lifetime mm-hmm. your, your 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 basic body slam suplex mm-hmm. The basic slam that that Hulk did to Andre when he got him up. Mm-hmm. Mania three. You do realize if just one wrong thing happens, somebody could break their neck on that move. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think I, I think fans. I, I, I think fans have become so numb to how much we've seen, mm-hmm. and and how many things it takes to get a, a guy or girl down for the one two three. I think they forget like some of the most basic stuff. If something just goes to the slightest bit wrong. This inch or that inch, mm-hmm. it's somebody's career. Well, yeah, <laughs> but well, well, look what happened to Adam Cole. Yeah, you know, right. It, exactly. He jumped it, off a ramp. Yes, exactly. And and you know, you have headshots like that with a chair. And why, why is that different from like the first match where where um, uh, Ray got the uh, how many bumps did he take in a row on the top of his head? I think it was two or three. Whatever. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Very know. selective. Yeah. Let's yeah. Put that. All right, choo-choo, train's never late. Time for your women's match. It is Sky mm-hmm. Blue. I like Sky Blue, by the way. I get excited when I mm-hmm. see Sky Blue. Sky Blue up against Timeless Tony Storm. No mm-hmm. shock here, Timeless Tony Storm's going to win here. But picking up where we left off and just put a bow on uh, Tony Storm. 
uh, character. Mm-hmm. One of the more interesting things that AEW's put on TV right now. I'm, 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 I am definitely in my seat watching uh, when she's on. Right, absolutely. And and the big thing about it was that entrance. You know that new entrance with the uh, yeah. shot in, shot in black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the old school. And 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 if you again, RJ that, City's entrance would be in black and white if he was wrestling in AEW. Yeah, that would that see that would be cool too. But even in the match, she almost she was a heel, but it was almost like an old school heel as well. Yeah. You know the way the way she uh, she, she cheated so to speak and did little things uh, that old school heels would do. I liked it. Uh, I like the new character. I think it's uh, it, it can go places. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got a lot of potential to it. Mm-hmm. All right, time for our main event segment. This segment. This is going to run over uh, by at least five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first off, before we get into the actual segment, it's been announced. It's advertised all day on social. Advertised all night tonight. Adam Copeland previously known as Edge, going to have his first AEW match next Tuesday. Title Tuesday, of course, the Dynamite special that we talked about on Tuesday. We, we kicked off the show talking about it's being moved uh, and preempted because of baseball playoffs. Here's something to think about, Jimmy, and I, tw- I don't know if you saw this tweet that I put out earlier. Next Tuesday, from Independence, Missouri, the pride of the Midwest, Title Tuesday, AEW Dynamite, Soraya is going to have a match. Brian Danielson's going to have a match. Adam Copeland's going to have a match. All three at one point retired and told you have career ending neck injuries. You're donezo. Wow. Think about that. Wow. That, that, that is something I did that didn't, you know, register at first. And now that you brought it up, I'd say, Oh yeah. Right. That's, a, that's amazing. And you know, I wish nothing but the best for all of them. And hopefully the round of applause for science and, yes. the, and the medical community, whatever they did, you know, keep it up. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. But, uh, you know, having having this uh, segment, too, at the end, uh, uh, like I said, the, the entrance was cool. Getting to see him back there and, and do what he does best is entertain. You know, because you talk about creative guys. We talked about RG City and stuff like that. Edge is also a creative guy. And, and going back to those those uh, sitting in on listening to them talk about the TLC matches and stuff like that and going over stuff. Yeah. Man, he, you know, not just that, but. In everything from storytelling to stuff like that he he's he's got it let's put it that way and hopefully like we like i mentioned to you i think on monday night hopefully the young talent takes advantage of his brain because he is more than willing to to share that 31 years i believe of, of experience with that talent because he's a guy who wants to help elevate yeah yeah he's uh, obviously you know him very well. We talked about a Monday guy wrote mm-hmm. the forward and your book, which is a great book, by the way, people, if you have, if you never checked out, it's, it's over here in my bookshelf. Jimmy's got a great book. Check it out. Thank you. Uh, Edge wrote the forward to it. Um, but he is from all that I've ever gathered. He is the kind of guy who, if he's there in the building, if he's there in the building to work, which he is now with AW, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you are semi main eventing before him, or if you're working the dark matches, just trying to get yourself bumped up. If you mm-hmm. walk up to him, and ask for some advice or ask for an opinion or whatever he he will he will engage with you mm-hmm. you're you're yeah. not ben, you're not you're not too far beneath him for him to for him to to do that which i think is uh is pretty awesome because we, we've of course heard about you know guys in past eras and past times who mm-hmm. uh, aren't aren't as giving of their of their knowledge Absolutely. um <laughs> real quick right here, as, as we do our uh, as we do our, our our armchair booking and and stuff like that or is it out here? <laughs> Christopher. 
all three of them, Soraya, Brian Danielson, and Edge, Adam Copeland, all three of them should start a faction with Roderick Strong, and it's called Next Strong. Oh, my goodness. There we are. Hey, it's see, Next Strong. Yeah. See, sometimes uh, something triggers something in, in the old melon and go, hey. <laughs> right there. Yeah, it's right there. Right there. All right. So Adam Copeland comes out with Tony Schiavone in ring, talks about how he and you know, Schiavone is the soundtrack of his of his childhood. Pretty cool. First time ever seeing these two two guys in the ring. Uh, Tony hit the bricks. Uh, Adam Copeland calls out the dream matches, mm-hmm. starts naming people. Kenny Omega, right? John Moxley, Miro, uh, you know, starts naming people that he could have uh, some matches with in AEW. Talks about. Why did he come back? Talks about how his daughter said, mm-hmm. you know, go have fun with Uncle Jay, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Christian Cage. Yeah. And so that's why he's here. But he saw what Christian was doing, and he wasn't about to let Christian give a concerto to Sting. Sting, the guy yeah. that the guy that he the guy that, that Adam Copeland and Christian Cage grew up, you know, with posters on the wall, mocking their haircuts off of. So what are you doing, dude? I've come here to AEW to be with you, to be with Uncle Jay. Let's do what we haven't done in a long, long time. Let's reform our tag team and have some final glory days. Very heartfelt, very believable. Uh, fans are there hanging on, on, the, on the heartstrings. The hug, the embrace, big applause. <laughs> and Christian, while still in the hug, which I think is key for, for the effect, while still embracing the hug, tells him to go F himself. Right. Yeah. And then he leaves, and then oh, he brings out Luchasaurus to remind Adam Copeland, what you're going to be up against next Tuesday. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jimmy, thoughts on the uh, verbiage and execution of this entire thing? Uh, See, here's the thing. You got an honest and open edge. Or or Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland. Adam, see, it's hard. It's going to be hard to get to get that edge thing out. And of I can't head. even write AC because I write AC for Adam Cole. So right, exactly. There are too many Adams. Anyways, um, but but that's what he was. He was honest, and I'm pretty sure that it's the absolute truth that his daughter Lyric said, "Go have fun with Uncle Jay," and that's probably one of the things that motivated him to go there is the, the ability to not only maybe have a match with Uncle Jay, but also maybe once again they get to team together because AEW is the place where you can see maybe Edge yeah. and Christian versus the Hardys again and maybe maybe have uh, Devon and and uh, Holy come in and you get another three-way with those three teams. There are some possibilities there that can happen. And so they call upon a ref from past TLC days. Well, maybe, but uh, with some of my critiques of AEW, it probably won't happen. But uh, <laughs> that's another story for another day. Yeah. But uh, there's so many possibilities. Like you said, you know, working with some of the talents he hasn't got to work with before, and that, that should be awesome. And then working with guys that he has worked with before and can put on one hell of a match with these guys. There's just, there's just so much possibilities. There's a, there's a lot they can do with Edge. And, it, and like, like I've said before, probably – Top one of the top three signings that they've made. Yeah. So all right. So it looks like where we're going here is we're going to string this along. I, I would. I mean, look, Christian's been one of the best heels they've had. Mm-hmm. But I get it. You can't bring in Adam Copeland and ignore the elephant in the room that his kayfabe brother is there. Mm-hmm. Right. So I get it. We're gonna we're gonna string along here, and eventually, mm-hmm. right, Jimmy? Eventually, the 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 the, the payoff is. Christian sees the light. 
Adam even acknowledged it. He said, look, eventually Nick Wayne and Luke Source are going to drop your ass when they've sucked all the knowledge out of you. So, I mean, that that's 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 where we're headed, right? Is, is we're waiting for the true reunion, and mm-hmm. these guys get to have like the retirement tag team tour. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking, and that's what I'm anticipating because I think Edge wants to go out on his terms, and yeah. I think he's earned that right. Oh hell yeah! So, you know, so and and as much of a as the you know kind of blocked it out on uh, on TV, as much of a dick as Christian can be, <laughs> I'm sure he would love to have that one last, like you said, retirement run with with Adam as his partner going up against maybe even FTR and some of the guys that they they could have some great matches with, some great tag teams. Can you imagine them against guys like the Guns, uh, guys like FTR? Well, yeah, imagine? I mean, he, he, you know, they, he uh, Adam named FTR, and that's not a surprise, because and I, I, know, I know that he's close with the one uh, with, with, with uh, Cash. Mm-hmm. I know that when when Edge was getting ready to come back as Edge, uh, mm-hmm. Cash was a guy that uh, he trained with in secret uh, there in Carolinas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you have Edge of Christian, and I think first FTR. Okay. <clears throat> you, I think he mentioned the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, he didn't name it because I don't even know if they'd want to go down this 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 path of you know nostalgia. But you have both Hardys there, and then oh by the way, I know you said earlier Diva, and, and but I don't know if that's going to happen, but. Wouldn't it? What a meeting of eras it would be if you had Edge and Christian versus the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Ooh. And the Young Bucks are famously inspired by the Hardys. So what a what right. a what a what an infusion of 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 the past and present. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So I I think the the fun thing will be to watch at when do they veer off into the uh, to the fork of the road of where we do the Adam Copeland Jay Russo retirement tag team. Versus, how do we stay on course to do all these singles matches that Adam Copeland should do that can make us some money? So that'll be kind of fun to see how they balance that act. Exactly. And how long? Do they, how long do they draw that act? How long do they draw it out until we get to that tag? I, I know, the, and 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 I guess they've been talking about that he's going to be on every week, which uh, um, is a good thing and also maybe not so good thing because you don't want this to you know people to go oh, you know, here we go again more Adam Copeland when. Uh, you know, he should be letting other guys or elevating other guys. We talk about him elevating other guys, let them appear. But now they've got to fill programming for three nights now. Yeah. So is it just on Dynamite that he's going to appear? Is he going to appear on Collision? Is he going to appear on Rampage? Bite you your know? tongue. Adam Cope is not appearing on Rampage. Oh, well, you never know. Sometimes when, when the ratings go down, you know, you got to bring some people in. But uh, hopefully that's not what he's used for. And They, they just... can't go any further. Just let it be. Okay. I, I guess... Well, they say he's going to be on every week. Again, give it the F, give it the MJF treatment. Let him be on every week. But I hope to God they're not going to plan to have him have a match every week. No, because because at, at, at some point you have to put. You know, I don't. I mean, you know, if if he was here right now, he'd he'd slap me for saying this. But because uh, I get that he's earned this right to call this shot. But I mean, let's mm-hmm. just be real here. Put the you have to you have to put the guy on a on a pitch count. Mm-hmm. Don't have him taking bumps every week. No, that's not. I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's I think it's bad for the investment. You don't need him mm-hmm. to take bumps every week no. for him to be a successful impact on the product. And like you said earlier, sometimes the the simplest move can cause an injury. And if for someone who has a history of uh, neck issues, you know, let's 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 use them wisely. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, uh, that was the dynamite four year anniversary. Uh, again, a different kind of dynamite than what it looked like four years ago. But I don't think that's a, a bad thing. I, if 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 I'm if I'm answering honestly, I think this 
format and state of dynamite looks better than what things did do four years ago, which it should. That's the goal, right? You should mm-hmm. be uh, mm-hmm. getting better as time goes on. I don't know what the situation is uh, next week with the podcast because, uh, again, dynamite being on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not, there's normally a separate crew on Tuesday to do NXT. If mm-hmm. that crew's doing that, they're going to have their hands full with a with a, right. a loaded NXT plus a loaded kind of programming dynamite. So stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. And I guess the socials or our socials will let you know what's going on. Uh, another question coming in for you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, this is a super chat from Wrestling Enthusiast saying, Jimmy, were you ever close to a WWE return? Context, ah. you were with WWE until 07, correct? In 07, yeah. you were let go? No, 09. Uh, 09, Early 09, 09, yes. That's right. Uh, right. I don't want to say that I was close to coming back, but there was a slight discussion. It just, uh, the timing didn't work out. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess, I mean, with the performance and everything now, I mean, I guess, you know, Nothing's ever completely, nothing's ever completely done, right? I mean, they can, you know, even if you're not going to be in the ring every show doing a rough and a match, you could always. You know, training and different things at the performance center. You know, the doors never shut, would, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't mind that, especially yeah. down in Florida. My goodness, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spend spend your winters in Florida, the performance center versus Toronto. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't have to shovel snow down the performance center. Uh, wrestling enthusiast, no, thank you, buddy. <laughs> Very good stuff. Um, I still think Jimmy's a future Hall of Famer. I think we're going to open up the referee wing thank soon you. enough. I'll be there when when it does happen. I'll be there, black mm-hmm. tie and all. Oh man, getting dressed up for the moment. It'll happen. It'll happen. You're too kind. I'm just calling it like it is. All right, that's uh, that's things tonight here. Uh, so a lot of exciting stuff. Adam Copeland, wish him well on, on the new venture. Um, again, next Tuesday is gonna be f- fun to watch mm-hmm. uh, as that's gonna uh, as that's gonna unfold. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. And then let's not even forget this Saturday we have WWE Payback or uh, Payback Fastlane. Fastlane. Uh, WWE Fastlane. John Cena's teaming with LA Knight. Yeah, lots to talk about there. I'll be previewing that. I'll be previewing, giving all my predictions this Friday morning. Spark Labar on Boston Open Radio. Don't miss it myself and Dave LaGreca, Thunder Rosa, at Justin Labar's socials. That's my cheap plug. Jimmy, what you got? Well, uh, like you like you said, you can catch me here on Mondays and fr- and Wednesday nights uh, after Raw and Dynamite, respectively, and uh, just talking about what we saw and, and like we did tonight. And also, you can catch me... Uh, I think I'm going to take one more week off, but then I'll be returning to the Roughing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and uh, RJ, who holds it all together. Thank you, RJ. Not RJ City. Um, uh, we have a lot of fun doing that stuff. And, uh, of course, I have a lot of fun doing my Ruffin' Rants on a weekly basis from Monday to Wednesday. Again, not to, uh, my critiques are not to tear down, but to help tighten screws, in my opinion, things that need to be tightened. When you do the Ruffin' Rants, be honest, is that coffee a prop or are you drinking that coffee? There, oh, there, there's... It, I'm, I, it's decaf now. I'm trying to stay away from a little bit of caffeinated because I've been drinking out far too much coffee. But there, the it is the bottom half of the coffee of the cup has coffee in it. All right, so it's not a gimmick coffee. It's real coffee. No, it's real coffee. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Check them out. Ref and rants. Uh, the, the the best sixty seconds of your morning. I, I think he needs to do them longer, but you know. Hey, but uh, he know, likes to leave the people wanting more. I get it. Eh, there you go. I get it. I get it. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Again, uh, thanks to everybody in the live chat. Thanks to everybody who's watching and listening after the fact. If you're on one of the many podcast platforms, we appreciate it. Again, if you could subscribe, first off, subscribe so you get that alert every time a new podcast from Wrestling Inc. does come out. But if you could definitely leave a comment, that would be great. Let us know what you're thinking. Tweet at Justin LaBar or, or tweet or X, whatever you do. 
whatever you do on the on the thing at Justin Labar at Jamie Corderas, let us know what you're thinking. We appreciate it. That's gonna do it. More wrestling podcast throughout the week. Check them out. Be good. Be good to everybody else, and we will talk to you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.